one of the Flames Fancast. It's good to have you here, as always. Uh, we love recording, and right now we're recording at the end of the second of the Flames Vegas game. It's currently 7 nothing Calgary. They only have 13 shots on net against us, and if Smith was in net right now, I would predict the final score of 9-4. If we put him in now. We won't. But, uh, wow, we're playing incredible, and at the same time, we're, we're getting a bit of puck luck, but oh my goodness, we are all over them. And I think that's been a bit of a trend. Even in the games we've lost, we've played pretty well, and down the stretch of the past few, five, ten games even, we've been pretty solid. We just couldn't score, and I think that's... It just it, we were so snake bitten in those first two periods for how many games now, and then finally the floodgates open up third period for us, and uh, I think we're finally starting to show. At least this could be the start of something really good. This could be finally that start where we say, okay, finally let's get that first and second period lag out of our system. Now we got seven in two periods now. Uh, hopefully we don't start dropping in the third period instead of being amazing the third period. But this is what it's going to take for us to make the playoffs. This is what it's going to take for us to be competitive in the playoffs. We have to play like this. Even if the team is kind of down and out, you have to still keep your level up. And I think Kelly Rudy kept saying this over and over again, and it was actually annoying me. But these games are actually very difficult to play for the players because it's very difficult to keep your performance level at a very high rate I mean, we just saw like the last maybe 10 minutes of the second period got really sloppy. Indeed, but I mean, for 30 of the first 40 minutes, we, we put them to the sword and we kept it going and that's why it's 7 nothing. Oh, 10 think, shots against, right? Like Yeah, we're, go for the jugular and if we can keep that going and Peters, you know, goes in the locker room now and stresses to these guys, don't let up, uh, keep, keep that shutout going and let's add a couple more onto this. Yeah. Make amends for that 9-1 Absolutely. That's the first line I would say, is that we had a 9-1 loss. Let's eliminate that from our spread, and let's add on to it. Because we don't deserve to have the goal for goals against uh, a spread right now. We, we don't... We, we, we earn... We, we deserve more goals for them. I mean, in the, matter, in the long run, it probably doesn't matter, but it's just nice to reassert your authority and really let the division know, because this is a division rival. And you, you crunch them like this, um, then they play us again in, in less than a week. Exactly. And they're going to be fired up for that game. So you might as well plumble them as much as you can right now. Yeah. Make sure they know who fucking daddy is. I just like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just like funny. the <laughs> No, man. I think you get three or four more. There's nothing wrong with running up not, the score, man. It's a competitive be, league. This isn't a fucking tight league, right? Like, run the score... Make them feel like shit. Get them angry. Who cares? Because they'll play worse when they're angry. Instead of playing revengeful, they'll play angry. It's a very different dynamic. We'll see. We'll see. But, wow. Um, let's talk Oilers game for a second here. Oh, when, I can't when we went wait down, to talk about this. When we went down two goals, what did you think? I We were playing better anyway. I... I was just worried about... It was... You and I had that... We watched it together. Yeah. And you were saying, I'm bargaining with myself. We just need the one goal and things will change. Yeah. And you were bang on about it. It was one of those games. You can tell. You were like, okay, this game's not over by any means. I know it's 2 nothing, but when you see Riddick make 
those crazy breakaway stops against a good player, by the way. And by good, I mean, you know, well, he's probably okay. number two on the Oilers, Dreisaitl. Riddick's on four breakaway stops. Yes, uh, in including tonight. And as you pointed out earlier, two from Dreisaitl, one from some other fuckhead from Edmonton. Jujar uh, Kara. Yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter. Jujar. And then Marshall, so he stopped tonight. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, we'll get to that in a second. Yeah. But just to point on the bargaining, and every fan does it, it's when your team is losing and you say, you know what, if we just get one this period, we can mount the comeback. <laughs> if we could just or be tied at the end of this period. It's 3-0 in the third, and, you know, we score a goal in the first five minutes. We yeah. got a chance. There's Yeah, there's five minutes left. If we get a goal every minute, we'll tie the game. <laughs> like <laughs> You bargain with yourself as a fan, and... That, that it's perhaps the most self-defeating thing you can do, but oh my gosh, do I do it so much whenever we're losing. Just just need this one at this time and we're good to go. But we, we the bargaining worked uh, against the Oilers. But it just, I never really felt like we were going to lose that. Just the way we were playing, I, I still had this air of confidence. Like we, we were just more, uh, we wanted it more. And then the third period, finally, the Oilers broke. And I can probably blame Gullitson for that because he's just such a terrible coach. I'm sure he says something stupid in the second intermission. All the players just went flat. Because the Oilers were actually a completely different team in the third period. I heard the rumors out of Edmonton from my friend who's an Oilers fan who thinks that the rumor is, one, the Oilers won't go for Quenville because they're penny-pitching. And two... They're looking at firing McClellan and promoting Gillitson. <laughs> this isn't a joke. This is real life. I think your friend is grossly misinformed. <laughs> he's, a, he's a serious Oilers fan. I mean, yeah, but that doesn't mean he knows. That is it who I think it know, is? You know, just think about Calgary. Just think about Calgary. You know, we've heard all the rumors about Phil Peters, and it, it came true. You heard all the rumors about James Neal. Well, if he's reading it off Reddit, and like it's a reputable guy on Reddit, or, or a Flames for, or sorry, a Oilers I mean, form equivalent, just... there's where there's smoke, there's fire, right? But to to think that you would promote Gullitson to head coach and then let go of an opportunity like to hire Quenville, granted, if he wants to come. I don't know if Quenville wants to go to that fucking shit. He says he doesn't want to be on a rebuild team, sure, but I mean, are the Oilers promoting themselves as a rebuild team? I don't think so. I know, but if you're Quenville, take away your buys. If you're Quenville, are you honestly going to go to the Oilers? You've got a chance to work with McDavid. Yeah, but Does that there, appeal to you? But there are the teams that not, are not in a rebuild. They're just playing poorly right now. Like, look at the Kings, for example. I would not go there. That, that, team, that ship is sunk. Zero yeah, but speed. that's... Okay, fine, but like, it's not like they're in a rebuild mode. They're they're about to be. We'll see. They should be because what they've got there is is a aging group of players who are not getting any. I don't. Better. I don't think, for example, Dave Haxtall will survive at Philly. And I think I read a lot. I, I mean, I go on generic message boards like hockey boards, and I read. I read every. I try to read every team's fans' uh, perspective on how their teams are doing, and it feels like the Flyers are overwhelmingly against Hackstall being their coach. I can see Quenville going there. Players or fans? The 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 fans. The fans think that the team is very underperforming. So I mean, I'm just I'm just giving you examples. If you're Quenville, are you going to pick the Flyers or the Oilers? I don't know. I mean, the both. Flyers probably have the one of the best youth systems right now. Uh, sorry, best prospects in their in their uh, pipeline right now. 
If you're Quenville, you already have established stars like Giroux. You already have an established star and basically, I don't know, Provorov's playing like shit, but, you know, these guys are like good players that are coming up. It's not really a rebuild. No, they're not, they're not claiming to be a rebuild at all. My point is, though, aside from the Flyers, is if you're Quenville, you're probably not picking the Oilers. I don't care. I just brought it up. I care. Because if Quenville goes to the Oilers, I think they become legit. <laughs> no. No, I think they do. Because I think McClellan oh, is an overrated not, coach. He's not going to the Oilers. I just, what I don't if he does? see it. I mean, but I just floated out. You're saying there's a lot more tantalizing teams out there than Edmonton. Sure. I just if find it's not that, a Glenville mold team. I fine. find that rumor hard to believe just because it's like, why would you promote Gullitson who's Maybe the proven see nothing? Maybe something in him that he likes. Corsi? Maybe he likes the cut of his jib. The reason why they lost is because of him. Why do you say that? Because <laughs> he's so shit. <laughs> he had a better team in the Flames and he couldn't do much. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm glad he's gone. But if he gets promoted in Edmonton, more power and to him. Does it, mean, doesn't it drive you nuts that fucking McDavid plays like four-minute shifts and it's just like, it's almost like this cheat code in a video game I just game don't even do. care anymore. It's Edmonton. I just, just fucking just hate them. They're just laughing just I just love want to punch him. him in the face. It feels like, so good. Yeah. It feels so good. But it felt great, especially because it was a comeback. Yeah. It was a 2 nothing. We scored four in a row. And uh, I have to say hats off to Riddick. So, yeah, Riddick, obviously, number one uh, star for me that game. I don't know what else we'll, we'll probably get into right after this. But Derek Ryan gets a lot of flack on Twitter. And he was given some very pivotal minutes that game because, A, for probably the last three or four games, he's consistently been on a line that has done very well with keeping the puck in the opposition zone. They may not create much, but they keep it in the zone. They're able to cycle the puck, and that's actually very important. And frankly, for a guy that gets paid not much and he works his ass off every game, he deserves a little bit more plaudits his way. That game against Edmonton, he was on the last three, sorry, he was on three shifts in the last four minutes of the game or five minutes of the game. Like there, there is some, there's something about him that he can close a game. He's a clutch guy. That's what he's shown so far. He's got a couple goals now. He scored against Edmonton. He scored again tonight against Vegas. Like this guy is actually pretty good. People get on he way too he easy. He got an assist. It went off in it. Oh, sorry, that's right. He went off of Benin. But, um, but he's know, getting way too much of a fucking bad rap, man. And it's just. Like, Finally, a lot of pieces are coming together and starting yeah. to click. Just because he's not a fancy fucking goal-scoring guy doesn't mean that you know he doesn't deserve some praise. Like He's uh, done all the little things right. You need guys like that. Absolutely, absolutely. And with your top, with your top line and plus a few guys, by that I mean Kachak, are just you know turning on the red lights like a, like a police song. Yeah. And what did you think about... Like, you were making... You were loving the Bennett and uh, Kachuk feistiness that game. Oh, yeah. Well, Bennett Bennett just looked... That, that hit on Nurse and then that fight, man. He just like, didn't back Bennett, down, right? Bennett's he's just, just like, whatever. Wow. Bennett's just transformed. And he's, he's just taking whatever role he gets and chances on the second line or third line or whatever. Yeah. And he's, he's running with it. And... 
Kachuk too. Like the guy, the way we played that game and came back, aside from the three glaring defensive lapses that led to opposition breakaways that didn't burn us. But wow, um, would have burned the fight us. Fight in this Smith. team and the character, which you thought we had before, but. It's, it's being instilled, and you, you can, you know, I honestly didn't think Bill Peters would have this much of an impact this quickly, but I am, I am very glad that he's showing that kind of, that, that kind of stamp on this team already. Whatever he's doing, it's working, and everybody should just, we should just keep supporting the team, and let him do his thing, and even management, upper management, just leave him the fuck alone, because whatever he's doing, it's working. I think they are. And what, he's, yeah, he's what getting, they say to him? he's getting the... Other than, like, good job or whatever, like... Good, good job, Bill. No, but I mean... Nice work last night. Our record is still really not reflective, I feel, of how well we've played, especially lately. I, I agree, yeah. Like, the but Montreal yeah, game was exactly. a gaffe. Um, it was, I mean, it's becoming so repetitive to say this, but it was, it's fucking Smith's fault. Like, that, those last two goals were so fucking weak, and a guy with his caliber to let in those... I know it happens once in a while... But this once in a while is happening a lot more in a while. Wow. And I'm just, I'm, you know, it's costing us points. And uh, I, I'm glad that he's finally saying, you know what, Riddick is our number one now. Fuck it. Did Smith say that? No. I, I'm just you saying, mean, mentally speaking, I think, I think Peters, Peters is thinking. Actions. I'm thinking Bill Peters is, that's what he's saying in his head. He's like, okay. this guy's my number one now. Who starts on Wednesday? Riddick. Riddick, hands down. That'll be the litmus test, I think. I think you're right. And I think there was a litmus test on giving Smith that extra slack, being like, okay, you know what? I'm going to start you in the Montreal game. Okay, you fucking suck. I'm going to give you one more chance. But it was coming to a detriment to the team. We, we dropped four points because of him. And that little... We played him, what, three games in a row? And it's like... He f- Granted, he wasn't horrible against. I think Montreal it was the Predators, game is right? His fault. Like that. The Predators that game, shot, not his fault. Unscreened, that goes five hole. Yeah, that's awful. That's the Predators game. He was he was decent. You can't really blame him. Uh, we just lost that game. We were just outplayed. But yeah, the Montreal game, fuck, no good. Should not have started the next game. But then there you have it. Again, I don't blame Peters. He's trying to give this goalie some confidence and saying you're our number one guy. We're going to show you, but. I mean, Riddick has done absolutely everything to earn that spot. And on the contrary, I think, you know, part of it is Bill Peters is saying, I gave you your chances this season. Yeah. You know, I think it was, what, a month ago where I think it was either Peters or one of the assistant coaches that said Riddick is starting next game, but then Smith put in that shutout performance against Nashville the first time, and then they ended up changing their mind and starting Smith the next game. But when Riddick was uh, when Riddick was in net, and then they were saying the same thing about Riddick, but then they were like, "Well, no, Smith is playing." It's like, dude, like you can't you can't do that. You can't just say one goalie is going to start. So then, how, how does that affect Riddick, right? Riddick's like, "Well, fuck, I'm doing everything I can. I got you guys a fucking shutout, and you don't start me next game. It's kind of bullshit." Now it took fucking four. Sorry, it took three breakaways. Two of which are against a very a quality player. I hate to say it, but Dreisaitl is quality. Uh, save, no, but I mean, before this game, right? The guy made three breakaway saves. Key fucking saves. Arguably the game changer, right? And if you didn't start him today, 
if I was Riddick, I'd be like, even his positive mentality would just fucking go, it would shut off. And we would have just lost yet another goalie that we've, we finally have this situation, Tyler. We finally have the situation where this goalie came in and he's fucking killing it. So keep playing him now. Yeah. Yeah. We've uh, been begging pro- for this. The prospect is making it, right? He's turning himself into an NHL goalie. And yeah, I don't... I mean, you've heard me on record saying, I think Smith, I think Smith. But now, my mind has changed because of A, the play of Riddick. Has just, he's earned it. He is playing exceptionally well. And B, Smith is just making too many mistakes that are really punishing us and costing us points. And at the end of the day, you've got to be ruthless. And it's still a business. we yeah, got to put in the high performers. We need, we need you know, the way Riddick is playing, it's got, to be, it's got to be him. But I can't fault you for defending Smith and saying, we got to keep playing Smith. We got Because in the past, we've done the whole... Two goalie, whoever's yeah. playing better, and it and it's just fucking well, bit us in the ass. The about in the past when you've got two goalies and you're Hiller and Ramel. I mean, none of them not, doesn't matter which one you play. They're just not good. But Mike Smith is a quality goalie, mm-hmm. and I think he's got the character and the fortitude to play himself into form. It just didn't happen. No. And at some point, how many times do you retry this over yeah, and over again? Yeah, I mean, you can't keep. Uh, he got his. <laughs> he had his chances. And, and quite honestly, if you look at the games he's dropped from poor performance, I think we've lost three games because of his, at least anyway, yeah. because of his, you know, And the Montreal one sticks to mind because of the, the recency of it, but... Right, but like our record could be at least three wins better right now, which would be a lot more reflective of our hockey. I mean, we've got divisional games coming up here on the weekend, Arizona, Vegas, they're, they're bottom feeders in the Pacific, but... If you get four points out of that and you're w- winning divisional games, it, it's huge. It does you it does you huge benefits in the long run and right. down the road, especially if those games don't go to OT. And I mean, it doesn't matter so much as say a San Jose or an Anaheim or Vancouver or even Edmonton game, but it was nice to beat Edmonton in regulation. Oh, absolutely! Anytime we beat those guys, especially when we win the mental game too, there was a separate joy. Watching their players take the fucking stupidest penalties and just getting completely rattled by Kachuk and Bennett for that matter, right? Like we we just we won the mental chess chess game and we also won the we we also won the hockey the hockey game, right? Like we we won every game in that in that situation and our goaltending won the mental game there too by saving two or three uh, breakaways like that. How do you think the guys on the bench fucking feel when they watch that if you're an oiler? Well, the one play, he turned to the bench and was like, okay, come on now. Exactly. No, and he's <laughs> like, he's trying to get everyone. Your exactly. And he's just so fucking fired up. And I just love seeing that from him too. What, what does that say about the, the kind of confidence your, your backup goalie has to turn to the bench and be like... Get your shit together. Yeah. Um, it's about bloody time. And yeah. he, he did it. And... Uh, Wow, that's just... I almost thought Dubé scored there for a second. But. Yeah, the third period just started for our listeners. Um, we should do a live one of these, actually. We will, yeah. Because I think Twitter allows you to do um, live podcasts. Oh. So, like, we can we can try that. 
I mean, I don't know why anyone would listen to us during a game. I think they'd just rather focus on watching the game, but it would be, I think no, it'd be it interesting. Would be, it would be great. Maybe we'll have, you know, five people doing it. That's okay. We, <laughs> we get about 100 listens every podcast, so that's hey, so horrible. Thank you for growth. that, by the way. Steady growth. Thank you all for listening. Um, that makes a great Christmas pre- present, by the way. Which? A subscription to Flames Fancast. <laughs> You know, great stocking stuffers. <laughs> it's like it, you're like that guy in the office that like says like, yeah, I donated five dollars on behalf of you to the Human Fund or something like that, some made up charity. It's like, oh, thanks, man. Like, how is anyone gonna say anything bad about that? <laughs> like, please subscribe to the Flames Fancast. It's free. It's a gr- oh. Speaking of weak goals, we gotta <laughs> see the re- we gotta see the replayer. Yeah, that was soft. He's upset he scored. Hey. Hey, there's a Vegas fan. I got to see the replay there. Even their equipment manager looks really upset by that. Oh, he stays on after a goal. What a coaching move here. Maybe these guys can score. That's what they think. I don't know why that went in. Because. Oh, that was just. That, that was weak. It was a good shot. It's a great shot, but I think you got to have that. There's no yeah, deflection. I think so, but yeah. you know what? If Smith was in it, we'd be all game, over him. It's seven nothing. I know, and that. And it's again, it's one of the hardest games to play because you you can't. It's very difficult to keep that level not, of play. You up. don't train for stuff like this, right? No. You don't practice for a seven nothing lead. You you almost what do I do here? You look at the players score a goal. They don't even know how to how to celebrate. Yeah. And it's just almost that kind of camaraderie, right? You feel you feel bad for that other team. You can't help but have that little bit of feeling, unless they're Edmonton. But yeah, who gives a shit about that? You, you almost feel a bit of <clears throat> sympathy, like especially since the Flames, they were just on the other end of this, and they probably know what's going on. But I think we got to put a couple more in here. And here's the here's the other reality is that when a goalie gets less shots, he's cooler, right? Like he's not he's not as dialed into the game. It's a lot harder to be dialed in. So it's no different than the players like playing. You always play to the level of your opponent, really. Like, I mean, if they if they're playing so bad, it's really hard to be head and shoulders above them in terms of performance. But so I remember you telling me about Michael Stone and your opinion of him has changed uh, when we were watching the Oilers game. Uh, you said before keep him for the death, but now ship him. Ship him, man. It's just you can't benching Val Ma- or sorry, was it Anderson? Yeah. That was just, I, I get what he was trying to do. I think he was, either we're trying to deal Stone. And, for what? And the other GM is like, well, I got to see him fucking play because he hasn't played in a while. Probably for nothing. Why? Just a well, salary Why do you got to really. see him play? Well, because he hasn't played. They're probably like, why the fuck is this guy not playing? Yeah, you know, because you don't have to disclose. Well, you, we have six better defenders. Yeah, but you don't have to disclose an injury. What if he's hurt and the GM's like, well, I got to make sure he's fucking healthy. Right, you don't it's have to disclose anything. Yeah, but you can still have a healthy scratch if the guy's injured, man. You don't have to say anything. Yeah, I get it, but I mean, well, I, I don't mean, think he's injured. I anyway, he's, he's not, not. But that's not why playing. I'm answering your question: Why GM needs to see him play? You got to make sure that he's healthy, and that he's not fucking shit. Well, man. I don't think it does anything for his trade value if we're not even playing. The point is, is that your question is answered, okay? Like, this is why they played him. They tried it. But what do you, what do you, I think otherwise, why the fuck would he, why would he bench Rasmus, who's been playing great this season? What do you, I don't, I don't disagree. I agree 100%. But like, something, something's going on. 
Nothing. I don't want anything. Just fucking get a fifth round pick. Who gives a shit? Just dump that contract. Because we're not we're not renewing it anyway. You might as well but get something out of it. We don't need to dump that contract right now. I know, but it doesn't it end at the end of the season? No, no, no. He's lo- he's signed in for at least. Uh, well, fucking dump it then. Well, he's not gonna play, so dump it as fast as you can. There's no need to pay this guy who's, who's not playing. Who gives a shit? Like you just fucking take a fifth rounder and then yeah, we'll pay twenty five percent. Like who gives a shit? Just get rid of him. It's a waste, man. It's a total waste to have him. Yeah. Because you know what? Shillington's knocking on the door, man. He's got a great fucking stats right now in the AHL. He had last night checked he had twelve points in fifteen That's about games. The only player who's knocking on the door in the A for us. That's because everybody else got called up. Mangiapane, maybe. That'd be the only guy, but no, it, what's his face is actually doing better than him. Um, his name's not coming to me right now. It's a, he wasn't there last season. Reichel? No, Reichel's doing okay. He's not anything special, but we didn't really give up anything special for him. I don't know who the guy is. I did look a- at anyway, him. Anyway, anyway, yeah, but Shillington is definitely knocking on the door, so... I know they're not the same type of player, but 12 points, 15 games, nothing to ignore for a defender. I mean, if you look at our defense in the future, you got Hannafin, Valiamaki, Anderson, mm-hmm. uh, Hamnick, Brody. They're there for a while. Well, Brody's contract is coming up soon, I think, but I don't know if he's going to command as much. Well, again, Shillington's right there. He's a good. He's a good defender. He's, he'll fit in just nicely. So I don't see the point in holding Stone. If you can't somehow deal him, just get rid of him. I think that's the thing, dealing him to get rid of him. So, if you think anyone who's struggling under Peters or who has not benefited from the change of the coach, who's that? Um, it's a good question. I can't say Neil because he just joined the season. I, why not Neil? You could say he's. Well, not. he wasn't. I mean, he wasn't benefiting from a coaching change because he didn't have Galton last year. Well, then it would be Michael Stone, wouldn't it? Yeah, maybe. That's true, because Stone did play. Yeah, Smith, you know what? There you go. That's definitely one. Um, But I think I'm hard-pressed to see how any player has been affected negatively. The whole team has jumped. Neil is not... Neil's just not playing at all near his capacity. But again, he hasn't been given the chance. Yeah, when you're averaging, what, 12 minutes a game? It's tough, because he... He'll never get a chance, because Lindholm is... It's a lock there. Yeah. That first line, you found you found that golden right winger that we've been pleading for for years. Absolutely. There he is, Elias Lindholm, and and my, my goodness, like wow, we are looking solid on that top line. And you could argue that Lindholm is probably playing as good as he is because we had Neil on the team because. When he joined, he was pressure. probably like, yeah, he's like, you know what? I'm probably not going to make line one, but I'm just going to play my game and then let's see what happens, right? So he played with much less pressure when he first joined the team because he probably thought Neil was a lock on the first line. And I think all of us did. Yeah, I right? think and then was... And then all of a sudden, he just fucking nailed it during preseason. and then Especially when we signed Lindholm and we were wiffle-waffling. Yeah, he's great at center. He can play on the wing. and yeah. Well, I hope we didn't sign another sentiment is what I'm thinking, but we obviously didn't. And yeah, a lot of factors just, you can't predict how it's going to shake out, right? Absolutely not. But wow, did it ever shake down our benefit? Because the 
the speed at which that line has gelled and the effectiveness in which they produce. Each guy on that top line, Monty Goudreau and Lindholm, is good for over a point per game. But I'm also having a hard time with Neil right now because I don't know if you noticed it, but against um, against the Oilers, he wasn't getting much playing time at the end at all. Uh, Vegas just scored again. I don't think he had any chance on that. Yeah, Neil. Yeah, I noticed that. So he yeah. didn't play much at all. But then when they panned to him. He looked like he was visibly bitching about not playing. And you can't have that. And the guy, you know, he's supposed to be a veteran on this team. And you know what? Like, suck it up, man. You're just not cutting it right now. And you're, it's not like you're on a horrible line. So you got to do something better for us. You got to show something. Like, there's just no... You have a storied history in scoring. You know, I think he's just, as the metaphor goes, squeezing the stick too much. Yep. I and agree. trying too hard, if that makes sense. But but like in a game like this, you would think a coach would just try Neil on the first line, the odd shift, and just give him some time. But the fact that Peters yeah, is not doing isn't that... Isn't that a bit diminutive? Not really. I mean, if it's a 7 nothing game, you're like, I got to get you to a couple goals here. But it's kind of like a pity. It's like you can't score, so here, try and go play with these guys and get a goal for yourself. You know what? If he gets that one goal, it might change his game. Though. I would feel like shit if the coach did that for me. Well, I just say, just play me with my regular line, and I'm just going to work to score. Okay, but then maybe give him... The reality is he's still not giving him any more ice time than we're used to seeing in a 7 nothing game. And that's to me, that's telling. Yeah, it's telling because, you know, I either Peters and Neil, they just don't get along, or... Peters doesn't rate Neil or something else. Yeah, there's just there's something going on there that hopefully it gets rectified soon because we could really use a performing Neil. Like that's, I mean that's a no-brainer, right? Obviously, I mean, but we're really asking for a lot here. The way we're playing, and <laughs> like I know it's seven-two right get now, a performing but performing Neil, it's unfair to the rest of the league. Yeah, I'm really disappointed we let in two goals. The first one was weak. Second one, he had no chance. Yeah, well, you um, jinxed it by saying that Smith thing. You had to. Yeah, I'm in total control of Calgary's fate. You are. Right here. Yeah, it's You're, your fault. You know, for a guy that doesn't really believe in much, that's pretty surprising coming out of your mouth. It, it, whenever I get an opportunity to say it's your fault, Jake, I will. <laughs> Just so you know. Fuck you, Tyler. <sighs> so, Jets. Yep. Knights again, but in Vegas, and Coyotes on the road. What do you think? I think we'll win the Vegas and the Coyotes game. I have a feeling we'll take the Jets to overtime. Not sure if we'll win that one. Jets are playing well. Jets are playing really well. They're a formidable team. That said, Vegas is not horrible at home. They, they have a good... It'd be nice to get a win against the Jets because... Yeah, that'd just, be a big confidence you know, boost. Big team comes to your house and you... Yeah. I really want to see us dominate them because that would be... Well, of course I want to see us dominate everyone, but I want to see us play... Like we've been playing against the Jets and really take it to them, make a game of it. Yeah, just a it's a formidable team. To see us, you know, outwork them, outplay them would be really good to see. I think we're gonna get four points. We're gonna beat the Jets and we're gonna beat the Knights and then we're gonna lose to Arizona, of course. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Arizona's just gonna pull one of those rather of the hat games. Mike Smith's gonna play in Arizona, and you know what? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think we'll get five points as long as we keep playing Riddick. Yeah, 
I think Smith is going to play against either the Knights or Arizona, if not the if not the Jets game. Okay, let me ask you this though, real quick. If if Smith bobbles the fucking another game for us, like, are you ever going to start him for, let's say, eight games or nine games after that? Like, are you just going to give... Like, Riddick should be our bona fide number. I don't want to see Smith play at all think we're, in the next three games. I honestly think what we're going to do down the stretch here is Riddick's going to play 65% of the games and Smith is yeah, going to Yeah, but you're back to the, the 50-50 shit, basically, then. Yeah, I just think that's the way the league is going. No, we, we can't I do mean, that. I you, mean, you ride a guy in the playoffs, but... I mean... Riddick should be playing 85% of the remaining games. These goalies aren't playing as much as they used to play. I, I know. I, I'm not disagreeing with that, but I'm disagreeing with the fact that we should follow the And I don't suit. think Riddick's ready for that kind of workload yet either. Well, I mean, when is he going to be do ready? Do really have to throw him in there and say... Absolutely. Yeah, when he's playing well, right when he's playing so. well, that's what you do. That's what you did with Holtby when he came to the league and he started killing it. That's what you did with... Uh, What's-his-face at Pittsburgh... Different, same, it's different. not different. It's not different. That was their first year in the league, and then they just went in because that's the way it went. It didn't go that well, way. Well, that's the way it should it go was here. Gillies and Riddick juggling for the longest time. And you now, have a guy that's say four fucking breakaways in a row, man. I'm that's that's enough. I'm just telling you what I think is gonna happen. Okay. I, I disagree by saying we should ride Riddick eight games and Smith gets one. No, man. We we, no, that. we should do ten fucking games, man. <laughs> no, man. That he's our number one. I, I don't want to like. I, to me, it's not a discussion. Look! Look at his record. I just think he's he, five and one. I just think that they're not going to do that, and I don't think we should do that. Why I not? Mean, I don't mind giving him three games, and then Smith plays one, and then four games, and then Smith plays one, and then see how it goes. He only has one loss out of six. Yeah, he's played exceptionally well. So he's why? What? What is? Why is it? Why is this guy not a bona fide number one to your, to your eyes right now? He's he's our number one goalie. Bona fide, no. Why? What What else does he have to do to you? I, not, nothing else. Other he's, than send you a Ferrari. Goalie. That bona fide term means you you gotta you gotta you have to have a couple seasons under your belt. Oh, come on, man. For, for a big Kip, for a big Kiprasov fan, I'm surprised, uh, oh, honestly. But Kiprasov was the second coming of Christ, Jank. I know, but Kiprasov had a very similar start with the Flames. He was like five and one as well. Yeah, but Kiprasov. Actually, came no, in. it's not true. Kiprasov he... came in because we knew that we knew that. Sutter knew this guy was good, and we knew that Turk was shit. And Kiprasov didn't arrive when he was 24. Yeah, but it's not like Kiprasov played more than maybe 30 or 40 games before he joined us. He barely played any, man. Didn't, yeah. didn't San Jose have that three-goalie carousel? Like, uh, yeah, and Riddick, Riddick probably has about 20-something games under his belt Nabokov right Nabokov and Kiprasov, wasn't it? No one had even heard of Kiprasov when he came to the Flames. Did you even heard of Mika Kiprasov? To be to be very Kiprasov? clear with you, I'm not comparing the two right now. I'm just saying it's not a it's not that far of a circumstance that in terms I'm, of difference. Okay, I'm coming from the point where I just don't want to, I don't want to see a Malcolm Subban happen here. Where you know Kelly Rudy said tonight, what's it doing to Subban? And he's getting crunched like this. I just don't want to see Riddick one burnout or two. Man, he's not fizzle he's, away or he's, just he's not lose 17, it mentally. Man. Yeah, I know that, but it's still it's still his first full season in the NHL. No, he was the, pretty much there the whole season last season. Pretty much. Yeah, Gillies was here for a bit, but he, okay, it's his second full season. I just I just don't know two things. One, it's a lot, and two, um, 
his development. For speaking about his development. Yeah, I, you got to play I, him more. That's how you develop the fucking guy. Well, uh, he's not going to develop also, on the bench. I just don't think we'll do that. Okay, I, but I'm not asking what, what you think we'll do. I'm asking what you would do. I wouldn't play him the eight games. I take it. I oh, take man. it. I okay, take we it disagree. Step by step. We disagree. Step by step. You can't. But you know what? In in twenty games, if our record, if we have like ten or fifteen losses because of fucking Mike Smith, if we have, I'm gonna punch losses, you. If we have fifteen losses in twenty games, this podcast is gonna look very different. <laughs> Uh, like a guy's fucking no five and like one, this. yeah, and I'm he's not, about to be six he is and our one. Number one goalie. He's about to be six he's and not one. Our bona fide number one goalie. That's he's bullshit. Our one goalie. Okay. I don't think that's bullshit. He's our. He's it is our bullshit. number one goalie. If you were Riddick right now, and knowing you, what a fucking save! You know what? He's just fucking showing you, Tyler. I'm a bona fide number one. That was a ridiculous. Yeah, save. yeah, Jenk. You know, he read your mind. He's listening to us. Well, apparently, I right jinxed now. him, so I must have a positive effect too. You did. It's your fault. And it was it's my and it's my compliment that he did that. Okay, man, like it just—it's unbelievable. Because if you were in his spot, I know you, and you're competitive as fuck. If you were five and one, sorry, becoming yeah, six and one, you'd be pissed. Be, I deserve to be the number one guy. Yeah. I've earned it. He has. Yeah, and four we're just, breakaway saves. We're just saves. disagreeing about the term bona fide here. Oh, he's bona fide. Like Lundqvist is a bona fide number one goalie. Yeah, but I mean, he had to start somewhere, just like this guy. Exactly, and he wasn't bona fide. Uh, even when Flurry uh, came into the league, was he bona fide number one? Maybe I don't know. I don't well, know. I mean, he was he was basically the best pick that year. But like, how long did it take Carey Price to become bona fide number one? Ten minutes. Ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then I guess according to your standards, David Riddick is our bona fide number one. He guy. is, man. At six and one, four Listen, breakaway saves just, in a row. I can't. If it happens and he does well, I'm happy about it. Obviously. I'm yeah, just, I'm not arguing that. We seem to have a good goalie here that has that looks like he's really coming on for the Flames. Uh, I don't want to do anything this season when we do still have a guy like Mike Smith that can scupper that. And don't forget, this guy's aura in the dressing room is clearly very positive. Yeah, yeah, I don't right? doubt that. The I way think. he celebrates with Natty after every game, and the way he like, you know, I remember when he was on the after hours or whatever, or whatever that game was, and like he was running back to the dressing room because he was so excited, like, or he was, or he had to really take a shit. I don't know. We've all been there, but the guy, like, there's no rumors about this guy being a fucking quiet, weird dude in the corner like goalies normally are. Or a negative influence, like apparently that Smith has been between him and Neil. Which goalie is a quiet, weird dude in the corner? Most goalies are actually weird guys, man. Like, talk to hockey guys, like, it's true. Goalies are like, they're in their own world, man. They're talking to themselves all fucking game. These aren't like human beings you naturally interact with on a daily so basis. kind of like a pitcher in baseball? Yes, that's exactly it. I would say that's exactly it. Because they're all alone, man. There's nobody else. There's no other goalie on the field. Or on the on the ice, there's no other pitcher on the field. Listen, right? If he plays eight games in a row and wins six or seven out of eight, I'm I'm ecstatic. I just I'm thinking about this guy and I'm thinking about the long term future of the organization. Saying, let's not screw up a good thing. Let's be careful with it. Let's take it week by week and see how it goes. I think a lot of fans are Peters, having this discussion. If Peters thinks it's time to play this guy eight games and. 
he's our bona fide number one, then power to him, man. Let's do it. I just don't think that's what we'll do, and I don't want to do anything premature. Because Smith's, Smith's done after this year. Yeah. Absolutely. And if you re-sign the guy, it better not be for $5 million, But, I mean... If he wants to assume that Turek-style role where he, like, takes a pay cut and, you know, helps him out a little bit... Then... Turek took a pay cut? Yeah, he actually did. When uh, Kiprasov was killing it, I remember reading an article where he, like, basically cut his contract in half. Because he's a man. Like, mid-season? Yeah, it was something like... I'll, I'll pull it up. We can post it on, on Twitter after. We'll put a link on. But and, I remember... And you know what else we're going to post on Twitter? What? The uh, Random Acts of Harvey video. Yeah. It's great. Debatable if it was active, but still amazing. It's, it's great. You have still to amazing. watch it. You have to check it out. It's on our Twitter If you haven't feed. seen it already, it's oh a birthday cake. It's, it's 50 seconds of your life. You'll repeat. At least 10 times. I, prom- I promise. I promise <laughs> you'll repeat it. But hey, on that note, I think uh, the, the big goalie debate will rage on again for the future. And uh, I, I, I'm going to guess that Mike Smith starts on Wednesday just to piss you off. Okay. I think that's what's going to happen. I hate you. We'll see. And if Rick gets it, then you know what? That signifies that we think he's our number one guy because that will be three in a row. I just like, I, I think we, we can both agree that we trust what Bill Peters is doing, his process. So whatever he chooses, I'll respect, even if I don't agree with it fully. But he's gotten the most out of 90% of these players, and that's, that's yeah. a very big accomplishment. And So I, mean, I, I trust in Bill. We even talked about who, who is not benefiting under Peters, and it's guys who aren't playing, or James Neal. And it seems like I will take that any day for a new coach. Yeah, like if he's not getting the best out of one player, fine. If you're Nothing that, we can you do. know, imagine you're that coach who comes in and your superstar doesn't perform under you. That's got to be, yeah. Oh wow! So Elias Lindholm, some guys have fifth in the that. league for most points with new team. He's got twenty two with how Max Domi at twenty five. How long is Jeff Skinner and Domi really going to keep that up, though? As long as, in terms of Domi, as long as Montreal is playing like what Las Vegas was last season, then he'll stay up there. Skinner, I think that's going to fizzle. At some point. Here. Yeah. It, it, you know what, Domi, it's just a, I would say it's just, it's residual effect from the team just working their ass off, no expectations, playing pretty well. It's not like Carey Price is playing great. He's not. Uh, he's starting to play better, I yeah, think. Yeah, but he was f- pretty average to yeah, start but, the I season. Mean, the game against Calgary, and I can't say I've watched many Montreal games, but the game against Calgary, we were padding guys' stats because we're shooting from the half yeah, boards. Yeah, for sure. These little wrist shots that he just directs with his blocker to the corner of just yeah. gloves and. Yeah, those are nothing. Anyhow, it's in the past, but yeah, it'll be an interesting uh, week here. I'm, I'm, I'm excited that there's three games before the weekend's out. A Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. Friday, Sunday will be nice, and uh, it's I'm good. tired it keeps of these four-day breaks. That's for sure. It keeps me sane during the stupid international soccer <laughs> break. I fucking hate that. Anyhow, Who watches the Nations League? Seriously. Uh, yeah. That's a, Does anyone that's even a, understand that's it? That's a whole other story. I don't God. Think, if you don't know what Nations League is, it's okay. You yeah, can tweet Jank and he'll he'll send you... Uh, I'll send you nothing because I don't fucking understand yeah, it like everybody else. And if someone team. tells you they get it, just call them on their bullshit. Or at least tell them to explain Flames it. Flames Fancast, episode 31. I'm good. Thank you so <clears> much <throat> for listening. Go ahead, reach out to us on Twitter. Let us know what you think. Ask us any questions you want to address. We're happy to do that. Do you think Riddick is a bona fide number one? Yeah. Do you? 
or do you not? I mean, weigh in on the raging goalie debate that we just had. We'd love to I'm hear sure a lot of people are having it. I'm sure they are. I'm sure there's a ton of people. Right. And end it. I'm done. Okay. Thanks for listening.